This is your host, Victoria, and in today's episode, I'm going through with you three key principles that helped me through 2021. The three learnings I'm sharing with you here are the three that I believe had the biggest impact on my year, on my mindset, on my mentality, and how I approached any situation that came my way in 2021. And there are also learnings and principles that I'm hoping to deepen through 2022 as well. I hope that what I'm sharing with you today will give you some guidance, maybe some inspiration as we close off this year and embark on a new one soon. As usual, I would love to know where you are and what you are up to as you listen to this episode. So please, please take a quick picture of where you're at right now, of what your environment looks like, of what you're doing. Maybe you're cooking, maybe you're out for a walk, maybe you're doing the cleaning, maybe you're sitting by the fireplace, anything you're up to, take a quick picture and tag me on Instagram at Victoria Sardain. I'd love to see and feel like I'm right there with you. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Victoria Sardane Podcast, where you'll discover actionable tools, tips, and tricks, as well as inspiring conversations to support you to change your own reality. We all have immense personal power within us. We all have the ability to be the person we look up to the most and take charge of our lives and our future. Sometimes we just need a little insight, a little change of perspective, and a friendly nudge to take the step. Are you ready? Today, we are going through three principles that helped me through 2021. These are the first three that came to my head as I was jotting this down. A few more started coming to my head afterwards as I reflected on it a little bit more. However, these are kind of the three main ones that I believe had a really big impact on my year. And they're also the three that I really want to continue to deepen and practice and grow on and develop as I enter 2022. So it will be a little bit more of a personal episode speaking about how I've used these principles or these tools in my personal life and how I plan on expanding on them in the coming year. However, I hope that it is something that will provide you with some inspiration, some ideas, maybe some insight into your own life. And maybe these are even principles that you'd like to apply yourself. So starting with the first one is all around the power of the breath. So this is something that I really started to learn a lot about, actually more towards the end of the year. And deep breathing is something that is part of my coaching practice in general. I start all of my sessions, whether it's a one-on-one or a group session or an event or a discovery call, I always start it with a few deep breaths. And it's so important because I really find that when we start a session with some deep breathing, it completely changes our mentality, it completely changes our approach, it changes our physiology, it changes our state of mind, and we can enter into a discussion with a feeling of a lot more openness. We are much better at detaching from what has happened before and move kind of out of our mind where maybe we're thinking about the meeting that just happened or we're thinking about what we're having for lunch and we're really able to focus on the present moment. So Breath is something that has been part of my coaching practice for a while now, but I have gotten more and more interested into it this year. I actually had Steven Ebers from Breath Life on my Self Mastery Solution program. So every few weeks on the program, we get an extra training with a guest and we had Steven Ebers from Breath Life guide us through a breath work session, which was really interesting and really enlightening. And after going through this session with Steven, I actually got 
even more interested in the power of breath and I was listening to a lot of podcasts notably ones interviewing James Nestor who's the author of the book Breath which is on my list of readings for 2022 so I'm hoping to get even more involved in this whole topic and learning even more about it in 2022 but there's so many different aspects to breath there's the way in which it changes our physiology actually in the self mastery solution program we have one week where we speak about emotions and in that week about emotions we speak about how our physiology can impact our emotions and then our emotions can impact our physiology and so they're really interconnected and one leads into the other and one of the really interesting ways that we can actually use a change in our physiology to impact our emotions is through the breath because when we stop and we take a few big deep conscious belly breaths we instantly move our body into a state of relaxation and in that state feelings of pressure and stress and anxiety those cannot exist they do not exist when we are in a state of relax and calm and so it's incredible what the breath can do earlier in the year my boyfriend and i also did a weekend wim hof method training where we learned all about the wim hof method if you don't know much about the wim hof method i actually did a previous podcast interview with Helena Heftywenger, who's a Wim Hof method instructor based in Switzerland. It's a really interesting method based around both breath work and cold exposure. So I'll link that podcast episode in the show notes below if you want to learn a little bit more. But with the Wim Hof method, it's much more on the kind of scientific approach towards breath work. But when we're talking about breathwork sessions such as the ones that we did with Stephen Evers from Breath Life, it's much more on a mental and spiritual aspect. So it's really interesting because there's so many different components to the breath. There's engaging in a solid breathwork experience which can have a more spiritual enlightening impact. Or you can look at it from a really simply scientific point of view and looking at the impact of let's say sleeping with your mouth open or your mouth closed and how that impacts the quality of your breathing how that impacts your entire physiology your health longevity all of these things so it's absolutely fascinating if you don't know much about breath work or about the power of breath in general there's a few resources that you can look at to get started as I said, I invited Steven Ebers to come and give a session for my program. I'll link his website below as well, so you can have a look over there. And then I'll link a few of those podcast interviews with James Nestor, who is the author of the book Breath as well, so that you can get a little bit more invested or a little bit more knowledge on the topic if that's something that interests you. So that is the first, I wouldn't say it's a principle, but maybe a learning or a tool that really gave me a lot of insight throughout the year is really around breath. It's something that I also used in my personal life when I found myself getting too agitated, getting too stressed, feeling this sense of pressure and urgency building up within me, really being able to pause, take a step back and take a deep breath has had a really, really profound impact. Number two is all around identity. So this has been kind of a core theme that's been following me around throughout this entire year, the entirety of 2021, even maybe towards the end of 2020, this is already starting to peak up. And to be honest, I think it will probably continue a little bit into 2022 as well, because this is really something that's been a pretty big internal work of mine. It's detaching from certain identities, more specifically one which I really had, which is around 
an identity of the hustler, identity of the one who's always go, 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 identity of the one who values work and work ethic above anything else. So with this big identity shift came a big shift in values and whether one came before the other or they came at the same time, I'm not really sure. It was kind of very integrated, but I really felt this huge shift in my personal identity and my personal value system throughout this entire year. It's something that really hit me hard when I was on my way to Mexico in February of 2021. And I really noticed how all of a sudden I really felt like I was exhausted of feeling the need to control so much. And control is another big theme of my life. And this is more than just this year. It's really been the theme of my 26 <laughs> years on earth. However, this specific identity around being the hustler, the productive one, the one who never loses a minute, etc., is really one that I've been looking at from a bit of a step back. So instead of identifying myself with it so much, realizing that maybe it's a part of my identity that I can admit no longer serves me and it's something that I actually do want to detach from and it's been a journey and it still is but it's been something that's been really interesting and I guess more concrete specific tools that have helped me on that front. It's been journaling, really understanding why there are certain times in which I would feel a slight resentment and a lot of the time it would be resentment towards myself, feeling like I was kind of playing this role of the tyrant on myself, forcing myself to work long hours or to have a really strict schedule or forcing myself to say no to things that were maybe just quote unquote fun and not productive or not useful or a waste of time because they weren't, let's say, leading me towards more long-term career or work goals. So it's been a big journey on that front. You might have also noticed, and I mentioned this in my previous podcast episode, that I have been quite absent on Instagram, on social media for the past month or even two months at this point. And it's really been because I reached this point where I realized that I was completely running out of steam. And not only was I running out of steam and running out of energy and running out of will, but I wasn't excited anymore about kind of the hustle and the grind. And I was a bit over it and, and starting to feel like it was maybe not bringing me as much as it used to. And it's a bit scary when you find out that something that used to fuel you so much is fueling you less. And in that instance, I really gave myself the space to allow myself to take a step back and question my identity, question my values, realizing that maybe my body and my mind completely running out of steam from a work and professional front was kind of the last block in this big identity shift that I've been working on all year. And this really came about in November, December of this year, so very recently. And it's really something that forced me to put a lot of things into question. And this is something that we go through really deeply as well in my self-mastery solution program. So we spend a full week focused only on identity. So if you don't know exactly what I mean about identity, a good starting point is a podcast episode that I have all about identity and identity shifts and what it feels like when we're going through an identity shift and what it means and how we can go about it concretely with really actionable steps. So I'll link that podcast episode in the show notes below as well. But this is something that we really go in depth in the program and 
this week on identity that we spend together in the program is one that often brings up a lot of reflection, a lot of emotion among the participants. And even those who haven't necessarily really been questioning, you know, what identities they hold on to, what identities they portray, what identities they almost anchor themselves to against their own will, they find that as we go through this topic, that things come up and we're really able to shed a lot of light on this topic. We also spend a full week speaking about values, which as I said, values can be very connected to identity, especially as we're going through an identity shift. It often suggests that there's a value shift along there with it. So this is really something that has been a big part of my 2021 and really being able to see it from an external point of view, so really looking at it as, ah, okay, I'm going through an identity shift and I'm going through a shift in my values at the same time and seeing that as the shift going on internally rather than having a panic and saying, what's going on? What's happening here? And falling into a place of stress and worry and anxiety and all of that. And of course, negative emotions did come along with it, but being able to observe them from a step back has been an incredibly, incredibly powerful tool and honestly has helped me so much. Otherwise, these kind of shifts internally can be really uncomfortable if we don't give ourselves the space to understand them and if we don't actually notice and observe them with a bit of a step back as well. So that's the second one around identity and values. And if this one seems a little bit vague, as I mentioned, then that podcast episode on identity will really help you out. And if it seems like something that you might be going through or you're feeling like maybe something you used to do used to fuel you, empower you, but it's not really lighting you up anymore or you don't know why, but you feel like things you care about are changing or things that you used to care about you don't care about as much anymore, then the program is a really good place to go if you want to dig into those a little bit more. The third principle, which has had a really big impact on my 2021, has been everything around time. So I did a little mini-series all about time earlier in the year, around July, I believe, where I did an episode all about living in the present, all about living in the future, and living in the past. So I will link those in the show notes below as well. But even after having done those episodes and having thought a lot about it for those episodes, I found myself in even deeper reflections about time in general and especially about the present and what it means to live in the present. And a kind of realization that I came to through a few different avenues is that the present moment has nothing but perfection. And This might seem a little bit weird and maybe a little bit overwhelmingly positive, but it's really something that I've come to realize, as I said, from a few different avenues. One reflection that led to this was a simple reflection that everything right now is perfect. And I don't quite remember when this came into mind because I remember really waking up with this thought in my head at one point. And I remember thinking about how everything can change in an instant. You know, from one second to the next, something really challenging can come about, something really serious can happen, something really scary or really horrible can happen. And if that were to happen, knock on wood, (laughs) 
then the first thought would be, wow, yesterday was perfect and we didn't even realize it. And this reflection actually came a lot into mind through COVID as well, thinking about how in 2019, what were we even complaining about? But granted, we were complaining about something. We were struggling with something. We all had our challenges and we didn't even see the kind of, you know, excuse my language, shit show that were to arrive in 2020 and 2021. So in a way that kind of brought about this reflection of, wow, we have no idea what the future holds and we can wait for a better future or we can assume that everything right now is perfect and everything right now is about as easy as it's going to be and is as wonderful as it's going to be. And I don't mean that in a negative way, thinking that the future is a disaster, but thinking that, you know what? If you wanna do something, do it now. There will never be a better time than now because everything right now is perfect. So that was the kind of first reflection that came into mind. Another thing that I had heard on a different podcast was the simple phrase, one day you'll be nostalgic about this very moment. And that was really something that stuck in my mind because it's so true. We always find ourselves being nostalgic about the past, even the past that was challenging and even the past that was a bit mundane or even a bit boring in the moment. Later on, we think, ah, remember how simple things were, how lovely it was. We're always nostalgic about the past and one day we will be nostalgic about this very moment. And when we realize that, it means that there is so much beauty in the moment that maybe we're not fully realizing because we can only see it once hindsight is 2020. And the third angle that brought this all together was actually the book, The Power of Now, which I'm currently reading. I will link it in the show notes below as well. I really love this book and it really speaks about the perfection of the present moment and how all suffering and worry and anxiety lives when our mind is either in the past or in the future and our body's in the present. It exists only when we're in this disconnect between physically living in the present and mentally living either in the past or the future. If we are to live with our mind fully in the present moment, there cannot be any of those negative emotions. And you might be thinking, well, that's not true. What if I'm going through something really hard or really challenging? But in this book, he goes through many different examples about how even when we're dealing with some of the most challenging situations of life, our life situation might include many problems, right? Such as illness or disagreements or fights or anger or resentment or regret, but that only exists when our mind is either reflecting on something that we had in the past that we no longer have, or when it's thinking about how our present moment will then impact the future moment. So a really simple example that I was going through with a client last week was that she was feeling quite upset because she was sure that a colleague of hers was really angry with her and she didn't know why and she didn't know what she did and she started feeling incredibly anxious, feeling like somebody was upset with her and she must have done something wrong and ultimately in that moment she was of course feeling all of these negative emotions which you can assume is completely normal in a situation like that. But when we looked at how the past and the present impacts this situation, well, 
Her anxiety was based on the idea that if her colleague's angry with her, then maybe when she goes into work tomorrow, he won't be speaking with her. And then maybe he'll tell all of her other colleagues that she's a horrible person and not a reliable colleague, let's say, or rude or something like that. And then everybody else would start to ignore her or not get along well with her. And then she would find herself alone and she would find herself in a really tough spot professionally. So ultimately in that specific moment where maybe she received an email from him and he seemed a little bit short and a little bit upset, her instant thought process was projecting into the future of what this would mean. Whereas right then in that present moment, everything was fine. Nothing had actually changed. She had received an email, and there were words on a computer screen, but everything else was fine. She could look around her. She was in a comfortable house. She was in a comfortable chair. Temperature of the room was probably more or less okay. She had food in the fridge, right? Everything was more or less okay, was, was perfect in a way. And everything that brought about those negative emotions was completely based in the future, as well as in the past. Rethinking, what did I say? What did I do? Did he maybe misunderstand when I said this word or when I said this sentence? Did he misunderstand the tone of my email? Did he not get my joke? Right? So her mind was in the past and in the future, whereas her body was in the present. Whereas if she were to bring her mind back to the present moment, she would maybe realize that there's nothing but perfection in the present moment. So this is something that I really want to keep with me, mostly because I'm the kind of person who finds myself living mentally in the future a lot, constantly planning for the future, and it's something that I know leads to my own personal sense of stress, sense of overwhelm, very regular feeling of pressure and urgency, which I know is not helpful for me. And I'm also aware of the fact that I often miss the present moment. I often miss those little instances of joy and happiness because my mind is completely in the future. So this is something that I really want to make a cornerstone of my 2022 is constantly reminding myself this phrase that there is perfection in the present moment. So those were the three principles or tools that had a huge impact on my 2021. The first one is the power of breath and breath work. The second one is everything around shifting identity and accepting a shift in identity and being able to take a step back and understand the shift of identity as its own entity rather than part of us or looking at our own internal shifts with confusion and really just taking a bit of a step back as we go through it. And the third one is everything around time and finding perfection in the present moment. So I hope that that was interesting, guys. I really encourage you to do a little bit of a reflection on your end as well and maybe ask yourself, what are the principles or the tools or the learnings that have had a huge impact on your 2021? And if you're looking for a bit of a deeper reflection for your 2021, then my newest ebook, the 2022 Blueprint, is a 50 plus page ebook which guides you through step by step doing a really deep introspection, not only on your 2021, but then also helps you set yourself up for a really positive and empowering 2022 ahead. 
And if you know that big things are waiting for you in 2022, you know that you are looking for a new stage of personal growth in the coming year, then my Self Mastery Solution program is for you. We deep dive into so many incredible topics such as emotions, such as identity, such as values, such as mission, such as time. We go through all of these topics and more over 12 weeks in a really intimate group setting, which holds your hand through an entire introspection process and guides you from a place of self-sabotage to a place of self-mastery where you can really engage in 2022 feeling like you have this deep understanding of yourself and feel this deep internal connection as well. So if you're interested in that, send me a quick message on Instagram saying, Victoria, tell me more, and I will give you all of the details for that one. We are starting January 10th and there's only a few spots left. So make sure you send me a quick message if you are keen to join us. I really hope you enjoyed this episode, guys. I hope that you have a lovely Christmas and New Year festive season, and I will see you next week for a brand new episode.